You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue on with our exclusive coverage of Third Watch. We are into our season five recap episode. We've completed the penultimate season. And this is the episode where we sit back, relax, and go through all the best bits, the worst bits, and everything else in between and come up with our top moments and rankings and uh, just summarize the whole season in general and look ahead to the final season of season six. My name is Ben, and you touch me again, I kick your ass, dude. Ha ha, there we go, I got my quote. (laughs) What's up, everybody? My name is Darvell, and I don't have a stupid haircut. See, and I got mine back too. All is fair in love and war. You can have your quotes back at the end in the recap episode. So, um, yes, there we go. It works. There we go. Season five, Just Darnell. Like I st- it's 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 interesting <laughs> to think that we're here and kind of we've gotten to this point and um, yeah, we're we're only one season away from wrapping this whole up. But um, I guess let's start Don't with you. Me. Overall thoughts of season five. Have things changed since you've done this sort of rewatch or anything along those lines? Well, I definitely remember a lot more from it after going through this rewatch and um I you know I agree with your assessment that you could definitely tell in the last few episodes of it that that was when it really departs, shall we speak, from the show we know. But yeah, it it I won't say it's my favorite season of Third Watch, but it's not the worst one I've ever seen either. Hmm. And is that when you say that next season, or am I just jumping the gun? <laughs> well, I think you're. I think. I think you might be jumping the gun, but we'll see. We'll see when we get there. Yeah. Look, I think season five. I've always, yeah, you know, like I've said so many times, it's the Grace Foster season. It's the meh season. But like, I think I still kind of really would stand by that to an extent because I think. It surprised me at the end of the day how consistent this season was in the fact that I always associated with this season with having some, like, moments where it got to the fact where, you know, we, we, we really were getting closer to season six, but it's not really until, yeah, like, as we, you just said, like, the last couple of episodes where you really feel that change. So I think kind of for, you know, 17 episodes of this season, it kind of really did stick to a, a formula that we kind of know. Um, and like, again, going on that Grace Foster mehness, like it's, it's not like it brought anything incredibly new to the table. It's, it's at the end of the day, this season was a lot about saying goodbye to a couple of characters. I mean, I still kind of technically say three main people left this season because I know Kim sort of got one more episode technically, but you know, that first part of the, the first episode of next season is kind of still connected to the season a lot. So, you know, um, so you'd obviously we lost you know, Jimmy and, and Doc and technically Kim and kind of first time we've never killed these people off when it comes to Major Crowd. So it's, it's a big shifting change in terms of the cast. Um, but like it just, it was just consistent. But, you know, we had two amazing episodes, I think, that really, you know, at least I've ranked them in my top 10. But the rest, like if you, you know, are going by on, you know, on an average of, say, particularly where I've ranked them, it's obviously different compared to like where you think of them, all that sort of stuff. Like, just if you look at my ranking, so A Call for Help ends up at number five out of 110 so far. Number nine, No More Forever. But then you've got to go all the way down to four, uh, 58, and oh no, sorry, uh, 45 until my opening farewell. So, like, that's just, I guess, the mehness of this season that kind of, yeah, you've got two really good episodes that are possibly top ten worthy, 
but even the buys, the next ones after that are kind of all middle of the road episodes. So it sums up season five. Yeah. Like, again, like as you said, it's not the worst <clears throat> season of Third Watch. It's not the best season of Third Watch. Grace Foster is not the best character of Third Watch. She's not the worst character of Third Watch. She's just meh. So that's why I think season five, you know, can be summarized that way. But again, I will say it surprised me a lot, I think, in this rewatch and analyzing it closely, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I think kind of what we do, obviously, is we go through <coughs> sort of the main parts and the storylines and the characters and everything along those lines. So I guess quickly rushing through it, and maybe we'll lump the characters in together with the storylines because kind of... You know, an ensemble cast, you sort of go through them and the fact that, hey, these are main characters and most of them all had a major storyline. Uh, so obviously our, our main cast, our main build cast for this season, uh, we had obviously Bosco, Jason Wiles, Ty Davis, Kobe Bell, Skip Sardis as Sully, Anthony Rivivar as Carlos Nieto, uh, Jimmy Doherty, Eddie Cibrian, at least for, uh, what, the first, uh, 14, 13 or so episodes. Uh, Molly Price mm-hmm. as Yokus, uh, even though she was missing for a little bit of it too. Kim Raver as Kim Zambrano. Uh, Doc Parker, Mon- uh, Michael Beach. Chris Bauer was still a main <coughs> cast member this season. Tia Tahada, obviously, as well as Cruz. Bonnie Dennison was still a major cast member. And the only addition we kind of had this season was Nia Long, of course, as Monroe. Um, and I mean, around those kind of, if you look at them individually, uh, I guess for Bosco, the storylines around him, you know, we had the Alignado stuff going on, um, in the middle, we sort of had his involvement with the shooting at the end of season four at the beginning and kind of cruise and kind of the investigations and defending Yokus And I guess his relationship with Yokus still being a bit fractured, but kind of that all seemed to be forgotten about by the end of the season. Um, Davis and Sully, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there, really, with them. I mean, Sully kind of no. had his Judge Holstead moment. They both did the LSATs. Um, Davis got angry at a perp for getting called a pig. Um, Sully went after a, a guy for shooting up a diner and basically felt our love with the job again, kind of a bit recycled. But, I mean, realistically, Sully and Davis didn't really have many storylines this season. Carlos... No, he- they were just there yeah exactly carlos obviously had a, a big middle stint where uh it was about sort of his daughter for five seconds she got forgotten about because then he found his family which is great um and then he had a little bit with grace at the end as well which i think is more about setting up him and holly um J- jimmy got a lot of stuff this season uh maybe the most prominent jimmy season since season two uh, sort of around his promotion after Lieutenant Johnson's death, his uh, eventual uh, departing when he went to bed and kind of him and Kim's, uh, I guess, relationship and how much Jimmy changed this season, essentially. Uh, and then lumping yes. that in with Kim, of course, you know, Kim uh, wrapped up the noble stuff, which kind of led her uh, close with Jimmy. And then it was sort of all about her, you know, one minute wanting to be with him, then not, but then ultimately being pregnant by the end of the season as well. And also her dealing slightly with her, uh, new leadership responsibilities and having to kind of clash with Doc over everything as well. Obviously, Doc probably maybe uh, one of the big focuses of this season. His um, downfall finally came to a head and, uh, you know, just dealing with everything. He ended up shooting someone and going to a mental hospital. So, yep, that's Doc. Um, Yokus, obviously, the getting shot and paralyzed for five seconds and kind of dealing with the therapy and then it all ended up with her having a husband, jerk face Fred, cheating on her. Um, and yep, that was Fred's season. He started off nice, ended up as a jerk face. Don't really need to say much there. Uh, Emily was just no. barely seen this season, which was great. Um, but like when we did, you know, we got some uh, okay stuff with her. And of course, Cruz and, uh, Munro, 
Uh, Cruz, yeah, like, it was a weirdly bipolar season for her. One minute, like, she's a victim, then she's kind of being back to bitchy Cruz, and then she's back to being a victim again. But I think kind of the stuff around her getting shot, her surviving, the FBI random stuff, and then kind of ultimately the, you know, her assault was sort of the main focus, which really helped you sympathize with her. Uh, and then Sasha kind of just middle of the road. Sasha, she wanted an onion and then was involved in a car accident and may or may not be with Davis. So, uh, yeah, uh, what, out of those storylines, uh, what were some of your favorite and least favorites? <laughs> well, my, probably my, my favorites, it's a tie between the development of Kim and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. We'll put those two together. Um, and Doc's, and Doc's downfall. Those are probably my favorite storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and my least favorite, oh, and and faith's and faith's paralysis i do and, and her recovering her everything that she went through with that i mean yeah it's i mean it may be over the top or whatever but the but the but molly price's acting in those scenes especially in the early episodes you know when she still just has so much trouble with coming to grips with that. It's, it makes it very compelling to watch and it does. Yeah. So that's in there too. Um, least favorite, <laughs> even though it has its, com- even though it has its comedic moments, um, Oliver the onion. Yeah. That probably was a bit, uh, that was a bit ludicrous, but like I said, it did have its funny moments and it did. Um, <laughs> What? Nothing. Nothing at all. Keep going. <laughs> uh, um, Cruz, like Cruz, everything with Cruz, I'm going to have to put in the middle mm-hmm. there because, well, that's kind of how it was. Um, and those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, the, the Ali Nardo storyline, uh, definitely a least favorite. I mean, what was really the point of that? Yeah. Just like the Judge Holstead really stuff. It was really nothing to... The LCSAT stuff, like, meh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I liked the... I mean, the Ali Nardo storyline, I would much, I would rather just forget about, because like I said, it, I don't really feel it added much mm-hmm. to the show. Um, Judge Halstead and, and Sully, yeah, I... I would have liked that storyline more if it had gone somewhere, you know, like if, you know, put them, <laughs> have them continue to meet up outside, outside work and stuff like that. See, just have fun with it, run with it, you know, see where it goes. It's a problem with, um, I guess, getting big name guest stars is that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, they can't really probably stick around for as much because they don't want to commit to a TV show. So yeah, that's, that's a problem. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, that and the um LSATs, don't introduce those if you if you have no plans to actually have them, you know, say one way or the other if they're going to leave the leave the beat and go into law school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think for the most part my thoughts are very similar. I mean, I was obviously down a little bit more on the Yoka's paralysis stuff, but I can't disagree with you around the acting side of things. Like Molly Price is great. Um, 
Yeah, Jimmy and Kim stuff, absolutely. Huge fan of that. Um, and the Doc stuff too, just fascinating every time to watch it. I actually kind of came around a little bit and didn't mind sort of some of the Mikey Bosco stuff. I kind of think that that kind of gave these two a good part to sort of almost mend a relationship and then ultimately it was too late for anything. So kind of I like yeah. that. Um, I, I'm a fan of Carlos finding his family. I think that's a good thing to kind yes, of find. Yes, that too. Like an ongoing theme and like that's going into next season. Like even though there's a lot of plot holes in it, I like the kind of stuff around Davis and his dad. Like I kind of think the fact that they're still out there enough to wanting to explore things like that. Um but even, like, the conclusion of some of the stuff with uh, Season 4, kind of like the shooting and the FBI stuff, like, I'm not a fan of that just because it feels tacked on with the FBI garbage, like it just came out of nowhere, and if you know that going in the end of Season 4, you're like, what? Like, that makes no sense. Um, so, yeah, um, that's kind of... And least favourites as well, like, yeah, Ali Nardo, not a fan. Um, Gene Simmons, Donald Mann, not a fan. It's too cartoony. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of, I think, agree with the most part for what you're saying there. Um, the, the, I mean, just on that main cast kind of, we always sort of have the question in terms of like, you know, favorites, least favorites this season, I guess, overall in the storyline, you know, um, I'll just quickly say that, uh, yeah, Eddie Cibrian this season, like I, I appreciate the fact that we got a lot of Jimmy this season before he left and I really liked the way he left as well. I kind of think it was a good way of doing it. So it's glad that we kind of got a, a little bit more fire stuff than particularly season four when we basically had nothing. Uh, you know, obviously Michael Beach, the doc stuff too. The two that kind of left were like really, really good. Um, yes. Tia Tahada, like, you know, I don't think she had as prominent as she was in season four and will be in season six, but kind of, you know, all around the sort of the assault of her, like I think she really shone with all that sort of stuff and just had a lot of little subtle yes. little moments along the way. Um, and just Anthony Rivabar with around the family stuff too, really, really good. Um, but I probably ultimately, again, like he's, he's my favorite character in the show anyway, but yeah, Bosco, Jason Wiles, just, I think kind of like also, cause it's really the last time we get to appreciate a lot of Bosco and Jason Wiles because he's not in a lot of season six. And when he comes back, it's just so many things have moved past where things were in the show that kind of, he just, it's not the same. Um, so I kind of think like this is our no. last time to ever get to see the genuine Bosco and kind of like making up those moments where it's like Yokus and Bosco, like the last time we ever really get to see them together. So yeah, like, you know, call for help was so good. Should have gotten an Emmy nomination. The stuff around Mikey was amazing as well. So yeah, just a little prop there. And, and, and just, can I just put in a little side note here? Again, I've mentioned it. Um, Bonnie Dennison, Emily, tolerable this season, and it was a, it was a welcome change compared to season four. Yes. Uh, yes. your favorites and least favorite, least favorites, uh, I just quickly point out, uh, not least favorites as such, but, um, you know, Grace, well, she's not a major cast member yet, can't really put her in there. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't really have a least favorite as such, it's just, you know, Sally and Davis had really nothing to do this season. Fred, oh, Fred, there we go. Chris Bauer, least favorite. Jerk face, jerk face Fred. Yeah, jerk face Fred. Anyway, uh, what's your thoughts? On least favorite. Favorites and least, like who are the ones that stood out for you this season and ones that maybe didn't? Um, well, least favorite character would have to be, honestly, I think my least favorite character would have to be Steeper. Well, I'm, I'm talking here major cast members. I'm not talking okay. about our side ones yet. We're, okay. we're just talking the main okay. cast here. Okay. Um, then I don't really, I don't really know. Well, who was your standout? Like, if you had to choose one of your standouts, I know you kind of just went through that in your, uh, your main sort of plot lines. But like, if you had one, like, if you had to choose one person, as like this season they really started. Like last season was all about skip starters. So like, you know, using that as an example. Okay, well, then in that case, Doc. Okay, cool. All right. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting kind of how you have these people leaving and kind of like they end up being like standouts, isn't it? Um, our recurring cast is kind of going through this and again, we're just kind of lumping sort of our, our likes and non-likes, kind of our main ones. Obviously, you know, yeah, DKs and Walters are up there and kind of good to mm-hmm. see, you know, particularly Walsh getting a lot of good stuff this season and for people who aren't actually actors, they, they really do hold it quite well. Uh, you know, we had a bit of Rose again this season, uh, back into it, Bosco's mum, uh, which was good. Uh, random appearance, I will say, just again by Maggie Davis, which sadly, you know, was only a fleeting cameo. Um, Mary Proctor had a few bits of things this season, which was quite, you know, good, yep. I think. Uh, Swirsky started getting some good stuff this season as well. Dade obviously had a bit to go with as well. Mikey was sort of a main one here. Um, uh, Dr. Fields, um, uh, we like Dr. Fields. Uh, as well. Holly, of course, we got our first real taste, and I, I really do hate lumping Holly into guest stars. Next season, I'm including her in the main cast. I don't give a shit what the credits say. She's a main cast member. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. we obviously got introduced to Jelly this season as well. Um, some other recurring ones, of course, along the way. Judge Holstead was there. Gene Simmons was there. Uh, we had, what, Henry Winkler and Kate Jackson for a couple of episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, like, we'll throw in a few, like, one-times in, because we're going to be here a while if we kind of do that. So, like, you know, we had DMX, obviously, in an episode. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, who else am I... What? Who else there am I missing here in terms of some other one-timers that we had? Um, gosh, I'm going blank. Um, oh, Steeper, I guess we've got to shove in there for a few episodes yes, as well. Yes. Uh, I mean, look, you know, I... I really actually appreciated Mikey a lot this time around. Charlie Day, great actor. Um, sort of gone on to a lot big, better and things. So kind of enjoyed that. I really liked DMX, surprisingly. Um, uh, and, and I think, we, I think we were talking about who's like the random one timers. And I think we said to lump in the dreadlocks guy is kind of like one that we were going to like remember. There was another one. There was definitely another person from one of the earlier episodes that said like, we've got to remember them to talk about them again, but I can't for the life of me remember who it was. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. It'll, it'll, I don't remember. It'll come back to us at one point. But, uh, Holly, like, you know, we started to really get some Holly stuff. I'm just going to the last episode. Just, you know, I love Holly. So. Yes. Yeah. And Jelly. I'm glad we got to meet Jelly as well. I'm, I'm a Jelly fan. I guess we can lump Grace in there as well because she's technically not a main star yet. But, um, you know, she was a bitch for these two episodes that she was in. So we're kind of, you know, still on the madness. But yeah. Any of these sort of yeah. guests or one timers that stood out for you? Well, DMX definitely one of my one of my favorites as well. Um, uh, Kate Jackson and Henry Winkler mm-hmm. definitely up there. Uh, and Gene Simmons is closer to the bottom. <laughs> I think we've got to mention, like, I mean, Anne Margaret and and Nick Turturro. Like, oh, and. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Margaret as well. Can't I think, forget Anne Margaret. Look, I think... And Nick Turturro. The fact that we're a bit mad on their characters and their storylines, like, they still did great. Like, Anne Margaret's a great actor, and Nick is great as well. Like, he did what he did well. You know, he can only work with what he's got. So, um, yeah, so I kind of think there's a bit of a mention happening for them. And, and also, um, during uh, A Call for Help, um, my man, yes. the guy who I've gone blank on his name, um, but uh, he was great as well. Uh, I'm going to pull his name up because I want to name drop him because he was really, really good. That is Warren Cole, of course. Um, yes. He was great. So, special note to my man, Tommy <laughs> Shepard, um, in that one as well. Uh, and a dishonorable mention to the dumb store owner in the spirit who uh, deserved all the bad shit that happened to him by hiring a pedo Santa. Um, 
<laughs> episodes, our favourite and least favourite. Um, how about I start with you for this one, Darvell? What were your, your favourites and least favourites of this season? Okay, favourite episodes would have to be um, No More Forever. That's definitely top of the list. Um, Sleeping Dogs Lie. Um, A Call for Help. These are in no particular order other than no for, other than no more forever being top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth and other lies, my opening farewell, blessed and bewildered, and black and blue. Okay, least favorites. I mean, you did you binned an episode this season? No, you didn't. You didn't bin an episode this season. No, I didn't. I didn't bin an episode, but I think I came close. Um, probably my. Least favorite, again, in no particular order, uh, or do I even, um, the spirit, uh, well, you were very close to being monsters. Yep, there you go, yep, monsters. Yeah, I was very close to binning monsters, um, oh, man. That's all right. We'll come back. Purgatory. Yeah. We yeah, can come purgatory back. Purgatory didn't. If you want to kind of think about yep. that a little bit more. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, for me, the spirit and monsters, I've been both of them. So um, they're by far the two worst of the season. But yeah, Purgatory's down there. I mean, the sort of, I look at my list here and the last five episodes were either a rent or a bin after having like a stretch of seven buys. So. Um, you can definitely tell the, the, the switch in tone there. So, um, yeah, for me, Monsters and Spirit, the worst by far. Purgatory, very close to it and kind of a couple along the way. But, uh, yeah, best by far this episode to me, uh, a call for help. Uh, I've got that as the fifth best episode overall and no more forever as well is also my overall top 10. I think both are very standout episodes, great episodes. Um, my opening farewell, I was a big fan of that episode. I think kind of just, around the, you know, a, a funeral for a main character, uh, hashtag justice for Bobby funeral. Um, Sleepy Dog Lie, I agree with you. In lieu of Johnson was a good episode as well. Um, oh, yes. I, I actually enjoyed the Family Ties double-parter as much more than I remembered. Uh, Bless and Bewildered, agree with you as well. Um, and, yeah, kind of a lot of them all around the middle road with a lot of things. But, um, you know, I still think that I can come out of this season ranking a call for help and no more forever in the top 10. And again, as I keep saying about season six, I don't really think any season six episode is going to make the top 10. So I could be wrong. I might be missing something in the top of my head. Um, so I guess that really leaves us now then to ranking the seasons and getting our top five moments. Uh, so coming into this now, it gets a little bit more trickier, I guess, with our ranking of the season. So leading into this, uh, I have season two, number one, season three, number two, season one, number three, and season four, number four. You have season three at number one, season two at number two, season one at number three, and season four at number four. Where are you going to put season five? In the only other possible place aside from bottom of the barrel. So you're going to put second last, number four? Yeah. I completely agree with you. I have it in exactly the same position. Um, it's, it's not worse than season four. Um, it had more consistency than season four. And I can't put it above season one, three or two. So yeah, I think that fourth is a very solid place for it. And I feel that is, that is where it will belong <laughs> in a season's time. So, um, I guess now our top five moments for this season. And we kind of said like last season, I think it was dominated by just huge moments and we kind of only needed to fit one in and we ended up putting 
two in because we couldn't uh, agree on uh, that final slot. But um, I've at least jotted down here 11 moments that we've possibly nominated across the season. So uh, do you want me to read through these and then you can tell me if there's any other ones that you think we can sort of discuss here? Yeah, let's go through them. Although I have, although I have, uh, although I have at least two in mind that that I'm really, that oh, I'm really well, going to push. for. I think those two are definitely on this list and probably will maybe be the top two anyway. But okay, so uh, I'm doing this in order. So we obviously had from the very first episode in the Truth and Other Lies, um, we had uh, Mrs. Johnson's speech sort of going off at the uh, the fireies and everything along those lines. Mm. Uh, from my opening farewell episode two, uh, Carlos's speech at Taylor's funeral, uh, in episode seven, payback, crew admitting that she was, Cruz admitting that she was raped, uh, in episode 10, the spirit, uh, Carlos meeting his brother for the first time, uh, in episode 13, uh, sleeping dogs lie, Jimmy's final scene when he leaves, in episode 14, blessed and bewildered, Carlos's, uh, brother kind of having the speech with the photo album at Doc's party, uh, in episode 15, No More Forever, two moments, of course, Doc's shooting steeper and uh, Doc's speech with Sully at the end. Uh, and then we're going to go down to episode 21 in Higher Calling, Bosco finding out that his brother is dead. And I do have two moments from last week, but I don't really think these will make it. It's from Monsters. Uh, Fred admitting that he's cheating, the asshole, and the whole uh, prayer and speech and the bombs and everything going off. So I think kind of off the bandwagon here, Darvell, we can both agree that both moments from uh, No More Forever will be in there. So shall I just automatically mark those down yeah. in there? Um, yep. And go ahead. And honest. And and Doc's Doc's speech. I honestly think that should be number one. Well, I think it will be number one. We'll get to that. The only ones that I would probably really push for, um, maybe the three that I would push for for the most, is Jimmy's final scene, Mrs. Johnson's speech to the firefighters, and Carlos's speech at Taylor's funeral are probably the three that I would push for out of those. Yep, the one and the one, the one I was going to push for was, of course, Ruth's yeah. speech. And well, that's in there. We can um, agree. Yep, and and I was I was actually going to put and I was going to push for Bosco finding out Mikey's dead. Mm, yeah, like okay. So I'm gonna. I think Jimmy leaving needs to be in there. I think Jimmy. Uh, yes, yeah. and the and that too. Yes. Okay, so I'm just gonna that gives us that, that gives us four. So that then maybe leads us to a choice between Bosco finding out his brother is dead. Okay, I'm gonna cross off the bomb section. The, the two from episode 22, I'm gonna cross off. The two Carlos moments with brothers, I think, are good, but I think kind of they're outweighed by other moments. So I'll cross those off, and I'll cross off Carlos admitting that she, uh, Cruz admitting that she was raped. Sorry, and so again, not to take away from these things, it's still powerful. So that leads us then to Carlos's speech at Taylor's funeral and Bosco finding out Mikey's dead. Um, look, I guess the the argument for Bosco is like if you look at our top five here, we've got no police moments; they're all paramedic moments or firefighter moments, which is a rarity. So kind of it's a case of, well, you know, possibly do we need a cop moment in there? But, like, my argument for Carlos's speech at Taylor's funeral is that just it's just such a great moment that kind of gives a great conclusion to a character, if you know what I mean. Like, Yeah, it's, and it does. It's not to take away from Bosco finding out because it's a great moment, but ultimately it's a reaction to a character that we've only known for, like, two or three episodes, whereas Carlos's moment kind of it's summarizing a major character of this show and it's just 
I think it's just a great moment with Carlos, if you know what I mean. And just, I think it's shot beautifully. So, yeah, I would advocate more for Carlos's speech at the funeral than Bosco finding out about Marky. Yeah, and I can, I can see that. But as for, you know, the Bosco finding out about Mikey, it's, I think it's because, um, a lot of it is that, you know, it's so powerful because, I mean, it's just a reminder that I'm relating this to real life. But it always seems that, you know, when people are trying to, when people who have, who, you know, when people have messed up so bad, so badly in the past, um, they always, it, they always seem to, like, just when they're, you know, starting to turn, a, turn over a new leaf, you know, turn a new corner or whatever, then something happens and they get, and they get offed. And perhaps, and it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a sad but good reminder of that. But also to relate it to Bosco himself. It's like, I don't know, he, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. It's a combination, with him, I think it's a combination of hurt and and guilt, you know, that he didn't, that he didn't do more to try to, to try to be there for Mikey instead of constantly, but instead of constantly busting his chops, I don't know. Look, and, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, am I really going anywhere with this? <laughs> no, but my, but my point I'm going to say here is I think kind of, fuck it, we're going to do it again. We're going to do an equal moment because, like, you're making great points. You're making fantastic points. But I also don't want to back down on the Carlos speech at Taylor's funeral because I think that is a brilliant moment that needs to and be I'm on not, this list. And I'm not disagreeing with you on yeah. Carlos's speech either. Yeah. So I, I, I say we, we do it again, do six moments and just equal top five, like equal fifth. I say equal five yeah, and- is Bosco finds out that Marky has died and the Carlos speech at Taylor's funeral. Would you be happy with that order? Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, J- and Jason and Jason Wiles, you know, he really, and I, I love what, what's especially powerful about his reaction is it's, it's just after he and Mikey are really, starting to make amends, you know, patch mm-hmm. things up. Yep. Let bygones be bygones. And then this happens. Yep. I agree. I agree. Look, I'm I'm doing it right now. I've put it I've written it down. <laughs> so equal fifth, we're both agreeing, I think, just to confirm that Bosco finds out that Mucky has died, uh, episode twenty one, high calling, and the Carlos speech at Taylor's funeral, episode two, my opening farewell. So we're both in agreement that that is equal number five? Yes. Okay. We're both in agreement that number one is Doc's speech with Sully after the shooting in episode 15, No More Forever. Of course. Okay, so I think Jimmy's farewell should be number two. Thoughts? I would say so, yes, because it is such a, it is such a big, it's a big, it's a big moment. And it really, and it really shows also, and I think in, in a strange way, it really shows just how much the character of Jimmy Doherty has yeah. matured. And I agree. And I and, and developed and grown up. And I think kind of, I'd like, like, yeah, the doc shooting steeper, that would be number three. Like, you'd probably argue that sh- maybe should be two of the shock value. But I also just think, like, I agree with you, that development of Jimmy. And I think, 
I would like in some weird way to push for that to be number two as well because I think like I'd like to show a bit of respect for that character that one that personally I haven't given I felt given respect to over the years and I think kind of having his departure as number two it's kind of like what we said last season isn't it that um, you know any other season Taylor's death would be number one if we you know didn't yeah. have kind of what we had in that season already so um, yeah I think that um, that we will have this as number one. Uh, uh, number two, sorry, Jimmy's final scene. So number three, uh, Doc shooting Steeper uh, as number three. Hmm. We're happy with that. Yes. Actually, actually, I was going to go for oh, you Bruce Johnson's number. speech. Okay, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, yeah, she's not a major character. We don't really know enough about her, but it's just, again, you know, and I, and I said this to you at the beginning of season five, you know, just the way... Just the the way she delivers that, I mean, that does not deserve to be bottom of the list. That would be second bottom. Look, look I'm going to agree with you. I think that, like, yeah, it's, a, it's a valid point because I think kind of when you initially told me that, like, that should be a top five moment, I'm like, well, it's a great moment, but is it really that good? And then when you watch it, like, holy fuck, this is great. So, like, yeah. No, like, I, I agree with you. I think kind of you are right, and I'm going to put that in at number three. So let me just make sure I've got my list here. And if, if people want to look at these lists... Uh, again, head to our website, theosnetwork.net, and we're on there. We we usually we when we do, I still make this as a little video for I guess my own self. Uh, but sadly, you know, putting it up on YouTube and things like that, it usually gets taken down due to copyright. Even though our first one, I think, still up, at least at the time of recording this. Yes, it's just I did. I've done it with the other ones, but each time I put the other ones up, they they ban it, so it's weird. All right, so just clarify our top five. Gosh, they really don't want Third Watch to find an audience, do yeah. they? <laughs> our top five moments for this season, which again is technically top six, which means next season at least we're going to have 32 moments to try and make our top ten. Uh, so we have an equal fifth, Bosco finding out that Mikey has died, episode 21, Higher Calling, uh, and the Carlos speech at Taylor's funeral, episode two, my opening farewell. Uh, our number four moment is Doc shooting Steeper in episode 15, No More Forever. Our number three moment, Ruth Johnson's speech to the firefighters, episode one, The Truth and Other Lies. Number two is Jimmy's final scene from episode 13, Sleeping Dogs Lie. And the number one moment from season five, Doc's speech with Sully after the shooting, episode 15, No More Forever. We're locked and loaded. We enjoy those moments. We're in. Yep, we are in. Locked and loaded. Lock it in, Eddie. Perfect. That's a wrap. Season five, we're done and dusted, which officially means now, Darvell Stewart, we're into the final season of Third Watch. Season six, we're here. Uh, spent a good 110 episodes ripping shit into this season. Um, but look, as I said a few times in the last couple of weeks, I'll say it again. If you take season six out of the grand scheme of Third Watch and kind of enjoy it for what it is and don't necessarily try to connect it and relate it so much to the older seasons, I think you've got some interesting stuff. And... Every time I rewatch this show, I find a newer appreciation for season six for what it is. It has a lot of issues, and as a fan of Third Watch, kind of watching this continuously, it annoys the shit out of me that they do so many things with these characters and turn it into, like, a CSI show with detective every week, you know, crimes. It's all about the jobs as opposed to the characters. So there are definitely some issues. However, like, again, there are some moments which are great. Like, the paramedics being just purely comedy is still great because we get some good stuff. Carlos Holly, it's great. We've got another, um, you know, episode, crossover episode with another show, which I've never seen the second part with Medical Investigation, so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing that for the first time. Um, you know, we've got, um, you know, some interesting stuff with Grace, meh, and we obviously got... Um, 
uh, Finney coming on board too. We get a good, yep. good, fairly good conclusion with the Davis and father storyline, even though there's some massive plot holes in all of that. Um, yeah, and like it, it really, this is really the Yoka season. Like again, like kind of, I'm always yeah. trying to advocate that Molly Price is the star of the show, and I think this is finally going to point out to people what I'm trying to say. Like she's the most consistent over all six seasons, I think, and I think this will really shine her out. It definitely misses a lot of Bosco for a lot of this season and kind of, yes. you know, it's sad that we don't get him for a lot of this season. But then at the same time, like, you know, Cruz is pretty interesting this season. Sasha's got an interesting plot twist around her. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's higgledy-piggledy. It's here and there. Like, there's a story about vampires. <laughs> um, like... Yeah, and season don't for, six. It's, and don't you forget about that. Okay, that was terrible. The bastard stepchild third watch is season six. So, but again, like it's it grows on me. So maybe I'm here shitting all over it for 110 episodes, and I'm gonna come out of next season going, "Holy fuck, I actually really like season six. So it could surprise yeah. me. It's the one I know the least. So therefore, I'm going into this almost blinded. But again, knowing that it's it's its own beast. I keep saying the same thing. Darvel, season six. Yeah. Yeah, and for what they had to work, and considering what they had to work with, um, and and we'll probably go a few rounds about this when we get to it. I do kind of, I I kind of I do, I do like the I do like the series finale because I I mean considering what they they didn't really have a lot of they didn't really have a lot of time to prepare for it as we know. Um, and and even so, they still managed to fairly decently tie everything up. Yeah. I look, I had my issues with the season finale, the series finale. I hated it when I first saw it, didn't like it. But I agree. I think that the amount of times I've seen it, and probably even the amount of times I've watched the final five minutes, because like I've watched that probably more than anything in season six. I think you're right. Like I think how else would they wrap this show up? And you know, we'll get to that in the finale. There's definitely some over-the-top cartoonish, you know, moments <laughs> that are very cringeworthy <laughs> in that finale. But at the same time, I think they they mainly wrap it up well. I do definitely have some yep. issues around some of the characters, how they wrap them up. <coughs> Bosco and Yokus. But um, I think, for the most part, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. And something else I like about the series finale is that its first half, it's first half anyway, even with all the cartoonish stuff and over the top stuff, it does bring back elements of classic third watch, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Like the Doc Carlos scene, absolutely. Um, that, yes. There's a great moment, like the, the Holly Carlos scene in that episode is brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. there's a moment between <laughs> yes. Cruz and Boss. Like, just like thinking about top five moments for next season. Like, right now, if I just, off the top of my head, there's one moment in episode one I will push for it, and there's maybe, gosh, it's going to be tricky with the finale, isn't it? Because you could fill that up with like four moments, at least. But one moment, a hundred percent for sure, will be from the finale. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's going to be a fun ride. I'm looking forward to. It. I really am, actually, just because you know, I'm, it's kind of like when we went into season six of Nip Tuck. Like it's kind of it was a similar thing with Nip Tuck. Like season six is pretty rubbish. But actually, like, there was a string of episodes in season six where Nick and I were kind of like, actually, these aren't that bad. <laughs> so, season six of Nip Tuck was very much a two-half season where the first half was absolutely rubbish and the second half was kind of like, actually, these kind of aren't too bad and they do wrap this up a lot better than we remember. So, 
Anyway, that's coming yeah. up next week. Our first episode will be more monsters, so tune in for that. In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels, and we hope you're enjoying this as much as we're enjoying bringing it to you folks. And thank you for this ride so far as we get into our final season of Third Watch. Hard to believe. My name is Ben, and I cried an hour over a potholder today. <laughs> My name is Darvell, and... Oh, gosh. You're just a wannabe who's seen The Godfather too many times. See you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.